right Even though it felt wrong and welcome to Bored to Death. Um, today, I'm I'm kind of going off um, going off topic a bit, and something uh, haven't talked about in a while. Um, and for I don't know a variety of reasons, maybe maybe uh, maybe in exploring my own reasons uh, that'll help uh, that'll help some other guys out there that. Um, some other relationships possibly that, you know, are having some issues that have to do with the topic at hand today. And that is, um, some things, uh, some, excuse me, some things I want to tackle that, um, men have probably always had issues with, and those are intimacy, um, and even more, probably today with um with navigating i guess uh uh how do i put this a a, ch- a change in power dynamics possibly i don't know and that might be a a bad way of putting it um because masculinity like masculinity is i th- i think is a continuous thing and I don't I don't necessarily know that it's or think that what masculinity is at its root has has ever really changed or is changing I think what it means to be masculine um I think there's some there's some core things that go along with that and and through the um you know, kind of working in with the, uh, the feminist revolution, which is, which is a good, which, you know, in my opinion is, is a, is a good thing. Um, we all need to, we all need to exercise our power. Um, but, um, with when, whenever a power dynamic sort of changes, there's when, um, when that person or group of people, when, when their position in that hierarchy of power is altered a bit, there's always um, a bit of confusion and like, how do I, and a, and a difficulty in um, maybe self-expression. I'm not sure. Uh, like what is, what is acceptable? Like this thing was acceptable for a long time. And now this other thing isn't acceptable. Um, I, I don't know if that makes any more sense, but, um, but there is a, there is a, a bit of confusion and a bit of struggle that's associated with that. And it's easy to kind of push off somebody that like like men for instance like us that have um sort of sat comfortably at the top of that hierarchy and uh, now are kind of you know being jettisoned uh a little bit and um so we're kind of finding 
men as a whole, we, we kind of need to find our way again and re-navigate this, this world that we were born into um, with a lot of things that were uh, acceptable and, um, and uh, interesting, um, for lack of a better word, but might not have been right. If, uh, if I'm making sense at all, like we were, we were born into a world where, where possibly not everybody got the respect they deserved. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. I'm trying to verbalize myself as, um, and explain that as, as well as I, I possibly can. But, um, that's, so it's an interesting, it's an, it's an interesting transition and probably more of an interesting transition if you're um like I'll, I'll give it I'll give an example of myself uh I was born into a um a family of hold on a second I'm just gonna adjust my microphone here Jesus this thing is tight <clears throat> but it does give me an opportunity to flex for the camera <laughs> um so I I don't know if I lucked out or if I got screwed in um in a matter of speaking but I I got raised in a um like as a man I got raised I got raised by an extremely strong strong mother um and her extremely strong sisters and uh, partially by a grandmother who um, was Depression era and, you know, supported the shit out of my grandpa throughout World War II, was a, a working woman, um, supported him through his disabilities and everything like that post-war. So because of being around like so many incredibly strong women and, and also I don't want to, uh, you know, going further down the line in the story, I don't want to leave out my, uh, my freaking incredible sister-in-law, um, who is, oh man, like she's brilliant, just, uh, completely kicks ass as a person. And, uh, you know, is, Made made my brother <laughs> the, the happiest person I've I have ever seen him um, in my entire life. But um, anyways, so when you're <clears throat> when you're kind of brought up in this atmosphere with as uh, as a as a man and kind of in this and I I don't like to use the word. In this instance, I'm not sure if echo chambers is uh, the right choice of words, but in in an echo chamber where because of my my mom and dad didn't have the best uh, relationship in the world. That's probably probably putting it lightly. Um, so growing up in an echo chamber where it's it wasn't a constant thing but 
a deal that happens sort of fairly regularly where you were villainized, um, for lack of a better word. Um, and, and not, and, and first of all, folks, I want to take a step back here really quick. This is, uh, this is no indictment on my mother at all. Um, not, not in the slightest. I, I love that woman. I, she is probably my hero. Um, my biggest hero, but she, uh, you know, in the situation she was in, you know, recently, recently divorced, raising three boys on her own, um, got, uh, what seems to be a pretty raw deal. Um, when it came to my dad and, uh, and what he did and the support or lack thereof that he got, uh, that he gave, um, I can't, uh, I can't ever, can't ever blame her for, uh, how she, how she raised me, how she raised my brothers. Um, and, on the flip side of that, I can't ever blame my father for some of the stuff that he did. Like, obviously, like, there's some things I want to be angry about. There's, there are. There's some things I want to be angry about. But also, like, I'm, I'm talking about a guy that did multiple tours in Vietnam. You know, got shot. Uh, God, no- God knows how many of his friends... Um, died or, you know, were tortured or something. And I, it's, it's really easy to judge. It's really easy to say like, ah, like I would have done stuff differently or I would have, I would have been a better man. I would have done this, that, and the other thing. And cause, cause we all want to think that. And, and that extends beyond that extends beyond like the topic at hand that that extends out to when we see like a a police shooting or something that you know seems to be you know is seemingly you know a, a racist incident with cops and how how the cop acted and stuff like that it's it's very easy for us to be like oh i would have done stuff differently but but the truth is, is like when you're, when you're in the shit, and when I say, and when I say the shit, I'm talking about, like in the moment, like in that, in the moment, like we we never know how we're gonna act. We we never know. We have this thing in our heads that is like I. Like we're we're always the hero of our own story, right? We're always the hero of our own story. Like my my dad made some choices that um I'm I'm sure he I'm sure he regrets. My mother made some choices, I'm sure she regrets. But in that moment, and in any moment just how they do or did we do the best that we can 
with the information that we have at the time. You do the best that you can with what you with what you do the best that you can with what you know right now. And a lot of times that's not a lot. But one of the things that uh, I learned in the army and going on in officer candidate school is uh, you take that information, you know, you you make a mission and you make the you make the best uh, you make the best decision that you can based off the information that you have, and uh, so so. Anyways, I'm. Um, I'm not entirely sure how I uh, got off on that tangent, but um, I'm I'm really actually excited to talk about a lot of this stuff because I've I know me personally like I've I I put a lot of this kind of stuff off as things that I don't need to work on, and I think men in general probably put these things off as uh, things we need to work on. Um, because, you know, guys, if, if we want to go out there and have, you know, meet somebody and have a strong relationship. And when I say a strong relationship, I mean a relationship where you challenge one another. This is this isn't the 1950s anymore, the 60s, 70s, 80s, or even or even the 90s, um, where I guess we're we're men were the ones you know toting you know carrying the flag. Um, this is this is a a different era that we need to that us as men need to transition into, and is actually going to end up being more, uh, more healthy for us. Um, it's going to challenge us more as individuals, as men, which is, you know, newsflash is a good thing because we like, like I know myself I, and, and I can only speak for myself, but I observe a lot. Like I observe a lot of, as as men, what we're doing out there, and this uh, this kind of change in as I started to talk about uh, power dynamics and and things like that is is it it really is a good thing for us. It really is. I can't emphasize that enough. I think if you're out there and you're fighting it, I think you're choosing the wrong hill to die on. Because I personally, I mean, this, when you get a stronger group of women, I mean, really, if we look at it, if we really look at it as men, when you get a strong group of women, when you get a stronger woman, that challenge to yourself, if, if you want to look at it, if you want to look at that, that way, that challenge to yourself, I mean, that just plays, that's perfect for, you know, our masculinity because it's not something it's, I maybe let me rewind a little bit. Um, 
that plays along perfectly with our masculinity because a strong woman compliments a strong man and vice versa. A strong woman compliments a strong man physically, mentally, emotionally, in intimacy, um, all sorts of different ways. A strong woman compliments a strong man. But to get that compliment, to be complimented, guys, you need to be a strong man. And that's one of the things we're going to get into here in, in this episode. You need to be a strong man, and we're going to talk about how to be that strong man. So when you meet the strong woman that compliments you, something can actually happen. And if you're in that relationship right now with a strong woman, and maybe that relationship is fizzling a little bit, we're going to talk about some things to regain your power to, to challenge her as well. Because that's what you're both looking for at the root of it. You're both looking for strength and you can both give it to each other. All right. I'm going to take a quick break here. You guys rock. I'll be right back. Hey guys. And welcome back after that short break. Um, one of the, one of the three topics I wanted to hit on today. Um, I, as I mentioned, masculinity, intimacy, um, and, and, and what drives, like what drives us as, as men, um, today, uh, cause that, that's one of, that's something that's hugely important. Um, if, as, as I mentioned before, uh, there might be a little thing. I'm just going to adjust my microphone here. Um, one of the struggles. And when I say struggle, um, work with me on how I'm using that term right now. Um, I know in the grand scheme of things, uh, with what's going on in the world right now, this quote struggle might not be what we, you know, a common usage of the word, but there's, there's always, uh, an adjustment, a, as I discussed earlier, uh, a power dynamic, when a power dynamic changes, there's always an adjustment and it's, and it's uncomfortable for a little while. And maybe that's the word I was, uh, the word, uh, the choice of words I was looking for. Um, uncomfortable. Um, our, our place as, as men has shifted and that is uncomfortable for a lot of us. But let's take a step back. Um, I I posted some stuff on uh, on my Instagram this morning, uh, talking about in embracing that discomfort. Because on the on the other side of that, just I, I believe the the actual post was on the other side of pain is something that's very beautiful. Well, likewise, on the other side of discomfort, 
something is incredibly beautiful as well. So this uncomfortable situation we're in as men right now is like many things we have to we have to frame it correctly. We have to take a step back and look at it and be like okay, I I I realize my position in this hierarchy has has possibly been possibly been misplaced or or maybe it has been and with this new position that i am going to going to take so my female sisters my female mates um the females i'm in relationships with whatever so they can have their strength this new position i'm going to take i need to frame that in a way where everybody can win. And if I frame that in a way where I am, I am supportive, I'm nurturing, but still, I, I still do the things that I need to do that make me feel like a man. And that's, and that's take care of some things. And that is, and that's kind of where a, a two way street sort of happens with, uh, with men and women. I, I, is so what I've grown to know is, uh, and through observation and, and through experience, is I know, like as a man, I know you don't need me. I know you don't need me. I know you don't need me emotionally. I know you don't necessarily need me, uh, you know, physically. I know you don't need me financially. Um, there's, there's all sorts of stuff that replace that. Um, and you know, some of them take batteries and I'm fully aware of that. Um, so in, in recognizing that I step back and I, I'm like, okay, Hmm. Uh, I know, I know there's been, been a sex slash gender that has, uh, had a, you know, drilled in their heads for uh, decades, for millennia, that they need a man for this, that, and the other thing. Um, I am with a woman, you know, it, hypothetically, like I'm with a woman right now that does not need me, is incredibly beautiful, um, at the drop of the hat, or drop of a hat could walk up to any hypothetical male and just say, Hey, let's, let's get it on. Let's do this. And, uh, more than likely <laughs> would, would receive the, that request. Um, so living, so as a man living in this world, knowing, knowing that really, Knowing that really, like the the woman you're with, like she really holds the cards. Like she is really the one that's holding all the cards here. We have kind of. I'm not putting us down, as a, as a sex or gender, but but I'm saying that 
up until this point, we've we've kind of gotten lucky. And I and I use the word luck uh, loosely because in our luck has uh, with our luck has come um, uh, some other people's misfortunes. And uh, so, but where I started with this is it's this thing with masculinity and and recognizing women's strength. And embracing our own. Hey guys, I think I got cut off real quick there. But as what I was talking about earlier, in embracing this this thing I'm talking about, where where you support where you support your strong woman and maintain your masculinity. Um, there's, there's not, it's not, it's not a give and take necessarily. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of one supporting the other because you can have that. Like guys, you can, you can, you can literally be that man. You can literally be that superhero, that Captain America to the woman you're with. Just like by being supportive, and I and I know being supportive and and embracing what they're doing, like if like if they're being in a competition, or if they're going for a promotion at work, if they're going to make more money than you, if you know they're the roles are going to switch and they're going to be the main provider and stuff like that. Through supporting that, your masculinity just fucking can take off. It can fucking take off. And that's by being like, that's by being like a part of the, the cheering section. And you get all the things that you need from that, you know, what we've been told is that primal masculine drive by being by being a supporter by being a supporter but also being honest but also by being honest like if they're going if they're going in some direction and and you've got some some doubts about it or some questions by asking those questions and and verbalizing some doubts because that that shows a couple things that um that's that's another thing that us men need to work on is that vulnerability and uh, sort of I don't know, taking off the suit of armor that uh, a lot of us wear to uh, to expose ourselves. And by by saying by saying to the woman you're with, like, if 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 I have these concerns. And yeah, I know maybe they sound ridiculous, but there's still some concerns I have, you know, I want to verbalize those to you. Um, and, and that's a two way street. That's, that's the, the woman recognizing be like, okay, um, maybe, maybe this dude is being a complete moron <laughs> and a douchebag, but he has, uh, he has told me how he's feeling, which uh, is a rarity and, uh, and this is something to build on. So there's, 
and and that kind of goes along with choosing our battles. Like, do you uh, do you want to hammer? Do you want to hammer your man for being honest and telling you some of the things that are uh, that concern him, or um, do you want to nurture that vul- that vulnerability that he is expressing? So intimacy, what, what is it? What is it first and foremost? Um, well, it's, uh, I would say that's a good question. Uh, there's, it's, uh, man, what I, I'm, I'm glad I asked it because now like posing the question to myself, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. It's, um, you know, vulnerability, honesty, which in those are intertwined, I believe. Um, I always, uh, and, and this is kind of, this is kind of, I guess, funny slash sad, but uh, sort of a personal thing. Um, in talking about intimacy, a lot of times my, my brain goes back to this, uh, this instance, uh, certain things happen that just stick in your head where you're like, you know, I, I fucked up or I was wrong or I, I did this thing and whatever, but it was, it was with, uh, an ex-girlfriend I had and the relationship was predominantly physical. Um, mostly, mostly, sexually based and or sex based, excuse me. And we would just, it, it, it was awesome at the time. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. It was awesome. Like, uh, we would, you know, we would fuck constantly. We would fuck, we would fuck, we would fuck. But then one time we were fucking and she looked at me and she said, make love to me. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. And it was, I, and as embarrassing as it sounds like I, I, I don't know that I knew how to make love to somebody because I'd never been intimate with anybody. I'd never like, like the things in my head, the things that, you know, made me special or unique or anything. I would never gotten into that stuff with her and vice versa. So I guess in a matter of speaking, it's a two way street that, that although we were fucking, and she wanted me to make love to her. I didn't know how to do that. And she didn't know how to receive that. Hey guys. And thanks for hanging out through that last break. Um, <clears throat> kind of building off. I'm going to take a, a little change of direction here. And um, cause I was, uh, I was talking about intimacy in that last, that last segment and that is a uh, 
that's a it's a it's a pretty crazy deal because in order to get that I shouldn't say crazy. It's it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be as hard as it is or it shouldn't be as hard as it seems like, right? It shouldn't be that hard. It's the the roots of it, of intimacy are being vulnerable with who you're with. And <clears throat> And it shouldn't be as hard as we make it. Um, but I, I guess if we take a step back, if we look at if we look at vulnerability um, in and of itself, being being vulnerable is painful. Initially, being vulnerable is painful initially. But the strength that gives you down the road, the intimacy it gives you with your partner down the road are off the fucking charts. Because when you know, when you have the power to know what can fuck your made up, and they know that, and you don't take advantage of that, in fact, you flip it, and give them power, give, give their vulnerability power back to them, man, that's, um, that's going to be like some 4th of July firework sex there, man. So speaking of sex, um, that's a, this is a good segue into this. Um, because it's obviously as I, as I allude to earlier, you know, there's, there's fucking and there's sex and there's making love. Um, I guess, uh, the, the three, uh, three categories. Um, how do you, when you make that jump from one to the other, um, intimacy plays a, a big role in that. And, Intimacy can be something that is developed quickly. It can be something uh, like, like on a, I don't know, on a on a one night stand. Like I remember, I remember a time where I I think I I when I was still living down in L.A. Like met a girl out at a club, you know, totally clicked. Ended up talking all night, shared a bunch of stuff about each other, and like that was. And when we ended up having sex later, that ended up being like an amazing experience because, I mean, there was, you know, some inhibitions that were, you know, thrown to the wayside because, you know, we both knew we were never going to see each other again. But at the same time, there was an intimacy shared in the conversating we had leading up to that, that you know, both of us without, I guess, fear of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rejection. Um, because I'm not sure what either one of us was looking for at the beginning of that night. Um, there was some stuff shared and it ended up leading into something that was, that was really cool that unfortunately it's something that something like that, that can happen on one night and and when I say one night stand, I'm, I don't want to use that as a blanket statement. Like that's a like that's a bad thing, 
because some, I mean, some amazing experiences are happening like that. Like I, like some of my, <laughs> some of the best sex I've ever had has been, has been off stuff like that. And, um, I don't, you know, do it frequently, but you know, I, I've got an open mind and I guess, you know, when you connect with people, you just connect with people. And, um, but yeah, so you can, you can have that connection in like a brief, in a brief amount of time. And the thing that is sort of sad and unfortunate is that when people who are in a relationship, either whether it's a short or long relationship, uh, can't, can't seem to get there. And here's, and here's another, and this is, this is another kind of mind fuck. Um, a relationship that can't seem to get there, but like at the same time and, and guys, you, and guys, you know what I'm talking about? And, and women, you do too. You, uh, you might be with a man, um, guys, you might be with a woman, guys, you might be with a guy, girls, you might be with a girl. It's, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, I think this plays out across all genders and sexes. You can have what on the surface appears to be a great relationship, but incredibly uh, sexually unsatisfying. And there are a lot of things that play into that. Intimacy is one of them. Uh, trust, um, sort of pushing the envelope sometimes. Uh, I mean, you got to make sex interesting, right? You got to keep it interesting. Um, but uh, a lot of those things, you know, play into um, all of these relationship things and, and intimacy, you know, masculinity, femininity, um, are all, all those in entities uh, kind of converge uh, in, a, in a great sexual experience. And so it's sort of, like I said, it's sort of sad that you'll be like the person, the person you're in a relationship with who, for all intents and purposes, you should trust... God damn it. How do I fucking do that? God fuck. And speaking of sex, this is this is one of the more one of the more interesting things about our sexual behavior and I don't like how we, I don't know, maybe how things get stale, how things get boring. Um, you can take, and, and, and granted I'm not generalizing in every relationship, but you can take a lot of relationships. And if you're really honest with yourself, you can take a step back and you can be like, Okay, yeah, I've maybe I've been in a relationship like that, or maybe I've experienced some of this myself. You can take two people that are what appears to be incredibly in love with each other, incredibly in love with each other, who 
trust each other more than anything who on in the grand scheme of things it it's somebody your partner is somebody you should be able to uh you know confess confess some of your inhibitions to um tell them maybe some of the dirty shit you want to do and stuff like that without fear of rejection so in theory that's that's what a relationship looks like in theory but in actuality we're, as men where do where do a lot of us seek that not with our partners we we go out and and we'll we'll share or try to express some of our most freaky fantasies like i don't know just out and about and uh whereas <laughs> If we're, if we're really using our heads, if we're really using our heads, you know, we can go back home and we can have like some of the best you've ever had, man. Um, trust me. <laughs>